Hi, hello, how are you? Welcome, sunshine, to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Jabel, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, transformational nutrition coach, registered diagnostic medical sonographer, and successful six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping women navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively up-level your life starting today. There are two ways you can build your life, on quicksand or on a rock. Quicksand looks like a pendulum. You're happy or sad. You're winning or losing. A rock looks like an unwavering sense of inner joy and gratitude, regardless of what happens outside of you. That sort of life requires a lot of awareness and healing. From the book U-Turn, my current read, which I am loving so, so much. This is a relatable quote, a relatable saying, in a sense that like we've all had these times in our life where we feel like the ground beneath us is unsteady and uncertain, right? In pivoting in transitions in relationships falling apart or coming together it can either feel like a rock or it can feel like quicksand and so with what's going on in my life right now I thought this was really relevant and I find that you all really like when I share what's happening in my life so currently I have COVID round three which is why I sound like a man um my current symptoms are I feel like I'm at the doctor's office. Uh, I had a really bad headache the other day, uh, a cough, congestion, earache. And then as of today, I have no taste or smell. Everything's fine. It's all happening for me. It's just the universe's way of slowing me down yet again. Um, Today, we're also going to talk about my infertility journey um, and somebody new in my life that's making me very happy. So let's start with COVID. I'm not going to sit here and lecture you or do talk about anything political or I don't even watch the news. It's been like two years since I've turned it on. But I will tell you that um, the vaccine was pushed on a lot of us, especially healthcare workers. And it took me a long time to get it because I didn't want it. I didn't feel like there was enough research on it. I am one to get the flu shot every year. Like I do what I'm supposed to do to stay in compliance for my job, right? However, I just didn't feel like there was enough information on this. I did end up getting two rounds of Pfizer um, after I'd gotten COVID in 2020. And then I'm pretty 100%, 3000% positive I had COVID in Europe. I was very sick for 10 days with symptoms like I have now, but even worse. And, um, you know, it's I feel like there's just going to be constant new strains of this. However, I wouldn't have even taken a test had I not worked in the hospital. For me, um, it's not that I worry about the people that I run into at the grocery store or at the gym, because I think a lot of people have COVID. They don't even know it. It's like a really bad, bad cold. However, I work with compromised patients and people with compromised immune systems um, can go downhill really, really fast. So if you've lost a loved one or lost somebody you cared about or anything like that, or you maybe you're a COVID long hauler and you just have a lot, a lot of symptoms, like my heart goes out to you. This is quite miserable. However, perspective is everything. And I know I heal quickly and I take care of my body. So again, it's happening for me. So if I am not the most pleasant to listen to right now, thank you for sticking with me and still being my number one supporter, because without you, this platform wouldn't be of existence. So anyway, I'm going to be resting and healing and 
reading and working on my book. Speaking of my book, you guys. Okay, so my first book coming out is about my backpacking trip through Europe. Now, it was like 130 pages when I got off the plane a couple of weeks ago from Europe, and we're up to 215 pages. It's so interesting when you go back and read your diary or read your journal, how much more detail how many more details you can add when you're like relive it. It's so crazy. So I've made it kind of funny, I think. Um, and I'm super excited. And I do want to tell you that the launch date for that was going to be the end of this year. However, after hiring an editor, there's going to be two rounds of editing and proofreading. Um, the big thing that I saw on the internet when I was like looking how to self-publish a book was edit or regret it. And I truly believe that like you can read something a million times, but my head is spinning. Like there's stuff that I'm missing. There's errors in punctuation. Like I'm a pretty good writer and I think I'm a pretty good speaker, but it's always good to have those professionals look at it as well. So the new launch date is actually going to be Valentine's Day, which I'm super excited about because it is a solo backpacking journey, right? And I do talk about loneliness and being alone. And I feel like holidays like Valentine's Day can make us feel like we're alone, even though we're not, you know, we can be alone with ourselves and be comfortable. So I'm very excited about that. But that is the tentative launch date right now for my first book in 2023. I'm going to become an author. Love this for me. If there's anything you're thinking about doing, just, uh, just go for it. Small steps every single day compound. Prior to going to Europe, I was starting a book on my life, talking about divorce and bodybuilding and all the things, um, kind of being grounded in uncertainty, right? Being okay with not knowing, being okay with falling apart and knowing you're going to come out better than you were before and having the joy um, in your life to get you through those tough times. And so that book has been on hold because I am very focused on getting this book to the editor. So I'm very excited. Again, thank you guys for supporting me, for sharing my podcast, for just being here. I try to be transparent and vulnerable. My uh, platform is definitely not just the highlight reel of my life. It is all the things, good, bad, and ugly, because that's what makes me human and makes me relatable to each and every one of you. Um, so enough of that. On to my fertility journey. For those of you that saw my Instagram story, um, I'm just kind of like a recap on this. Back in April, I saw a fertility doctor just because I wanted to freeze my eggs. I'm going back for my doctorate degree, which is a four-year program. I don't have a significant other um, and so I was like, you know, this is a good time to freeze my eggs. And that way, when and if I want to have children, I have 32-year-old Shauna eggs and not 40-year-old Shauna eggs. Being in the medical field and working with high-risk pregnancies and, and just women in general, I know the struggles. And I've been there with a lot of families when they got the news that, you know, just things weren't working out or whatever the case may be, you guys. In 10 years in this field, I've seen a lot and I've been the person that's cried with the families and held their hands and just, you know, told them it's a boy or it's a girl and like it's a new blessing. So living in that, being part of that is very uh, close to my heart. And so for me, this just came about and I was like, okay, you know, I think this is a great option. You can't put a price tag on a new life that may be for you one day. And so when I initially got um, a consult with a fertility doctor here in Colorado, they had given me really no hope. They said they took my blood work and they were just like, you have low AMH levels, which is your anti-malarian hormone. And somebody age 32 should have a number between uh, seven and 10. And these are the eggs you're born with. So eggs in your ovaries, these do not these do not increase. These do not decrease. This is like a fixed number. And mine was 0.3. And I was so discouraged, but yet not at the same time, if that makes sense. So I waited a few months, which was up to October after Europe, and I had a second opinion. 
and I almost canceled it. But this is a doctor in Colorado that people come from all over the world to see. Now, the reason I didn't book with them first is because they're not covered in my insurance. And it makes me sad that we have to decide what's best for us based on what's, what's covered by our insurance, which is based on our career or our job. It just makes me so sad. And someday this is going to be very, very different. I'm going to make sure of it because it's it's heart-wrenching to think like I could be in my 40s and be like, man, I didn't get this second opinion that could have offered me a chance to have kids because at the time my insurance wasn't in network. It's bullshit. I'm sorry. It's bullshit. I may have COVID, but I'm very firm on this belief. So I went back, they redid all the blood work. My labs were within normal limits, still low. And then my AMH level was 0.5. So again, every lab is a little bit different, but still that's a very low number, 0.3 to 0.5 when it should be from seven to 10. However, he was, this guy, he, he was like a father figure, you know, with the dad jokes and just be, made me feel very, very comfortable. And he was like, Shauna, if I didn't think that there was a chance we could get some eggs, then I wouldn't add, I wouldn't put you through this. Because part of this whole process, you guys, is sitting down with a psych counselor with finance, having a nurse consult, it's taking pills, it's doing injections. These women, I've seen them go through it. I've been there. I've been the person holding their hand, doing the ultrasound. And now I'm the one on the table. Okay. Mentally, emotionally, physically, this is exhausting. And you know, going into these offices always tugs at my heartstrings because you see couples holding hands and, and all the things. And it's hard to go through this alone, but I'm here and sharing this story because you can do hard things alone. You can do difficult things. You can show up for yourself. My future husband will thank me for this. If kids are in our future, I'm going to thank me for this, right? So do it for you, even if it's hard. And you know, I come home and Erin has flowers for me and she gives me just a big hug and just resets me and just know, you know, just reminds me everything's going to be okay. And you know, someday when I do get pregnant, she's going to be the first person I call. Actually, I'll probably show up on her doorstep and we are going to share so many tears because she shared this journey with me. And I think each and every one of you will feel a different level of connection with me as well because I'm sharing this journey with you as well. So thank you for that. I'm truly, truly grateful. Um, so we are going about this process. It's, um, I went and got my annual done. So I got a pap smear. I did a breast exam. They took more labs from me. Um, I'm just kind of being proactive, really being proactive, trying to get this moving because I do move to Colorado or Arizona in the spring. And so he says that we can at least get one round done by January, which is amazing because in February, I'm doing my first mission trip to Nigeria with a, um, with a group called Faith Care out of Pennsylvania. And then in March, I'm actually going to Tokyo for a vacation. So I would like to get, he, he thinks it might need, we might need to do two rounds, but I'm going to speak this into existence and say that we're going to get enough eggs on the first round that we can freeze. Um, it's interesting because at 32, they only want to, I think that he wants to get like six to nine eggs, I believe. And if I was like 42, <coughs> excuse me, I'm not going to edit that out by the way. Um, they would want to get like 40 eggs, which is crazy because the increased risk of chromosome abnormalities is so much higher as we get older. So really my ovaries look like a 42 year old's ovaries right now. It's almost like 10 years older. And I asked him, you know, is this because of my bodybuilding? Is this because I got my first menstrual cycle when I was 10? I was in fifth grade, you guys, when I got my first menstrual cycle. I know people that got it at 15 and 17. So I was very young and he doesn't think that any that was any part of it. I got tested for chromosome abnormality, abnormalities like fragile X syndrome. I had nothing. They can't come up with anything. So this is very, very interesting, but I'm here for it. I think this is a learning experience. It's going to make me a better doctor and it's going to help one of you. 
So that's my journey. And I'm like, like I said, going about it. I'm going to need ultrasounds. I'm going to need to take some medicines. I'm going to need to do all the things to stimulate my ovaries for the retrieval. And I will keep you guys in the loop. But again, you're not alone. If you're going through something tough right now, remember you can do hard things. You don't need to wait on anybody else and you shouldn't wait on anybody else. Be authentic, be authentic to yourself and make yourself available for what's out there for you. We have amazing technology. We have amazing healthcare and, um, we have this gut instinct, this second brain that tells us when things are right for us. So listen to that. Okay. And then, you know, I think the part that you guys are waiting on is who is this new boo that I'm talking about? Well, let's backtrack. We had a sleepover. (laughs) Um, have you ever had a sleepover with somebody and you clog the toilet? Yeah, I said it. I clogged the toilet. Okay, listen, I only went pee, but I came out of my room and I was at Aaron's house and I was like, Aaron, Aaron, your toilet isn't flushing. And she's like, oh shit, no way. I was like, "Uh uh-huh, what do I do? And he was sleeping and um, oh my God, it was like the weirdest, worst feeling. I don't know how to explain it. I was like, oh, this is so weird. I'm glad I wasn't at his house. I was at Aaron's house, but we got the plunger and y'all, it wouldn't it wouldn't plunge. It wouldn't work. And I've plunged toilets before and I got muscles and it just wouldn't work. And some of you are laughing right now. You're like, oh my God. And I'm pretty sure I would have been in there with a shovel had I not went pee and I went number two. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God, that's like your worst nightmare. So, um, (laughs) I just like let it go. He was sleeping. Me and Aaron were talking on the couch and all of a sudden we hear this loud, like, I was like, oh my God, I think it flushed itself. And it totally did. So don't panic. Things like that happen. Like I said, I know some of you are laughing, but it's like we just talked about in the beginning. There's quicksand and there's a rock. And sometimes it, feel like, it feels like your world's shaking beneath you because you have no control. I had no control of that toilet. Sounds silly, like a silly reference, but it's true. Anything in your life, um, it's how you perceive it. You know, nothing is, is, or everything is only as big or as small as you want it to be. So whatever you create in your mind, whatever you tell yourself every day, that's your reality. Um, so that was funny. I did end up telling him about this the next day though, when he woke up, which is also very funny. I'm just very transparent. Like I'm human, like women poop. If you're a guy listening to this, women poop. In case you're wondering, we poop. But thankfully I had just went pee. Um, anyway, we, we met on hinge and I am, I'm just, I'm here for this. I'm taking it day by day. Uh, he makes me laugh. He is so funny. He's very authentic though. Um, very caring, loves his family. Um, his smile just makes my heart happy. And it's almost like one of those things, like we're looking for red flags in each other. He's so motivated. He's so supportive of me. Like y'all, I wasn't going to, going to date while I was in Colorado. Cause I was like, I'm moving. But then I was like, why am I closing myself off? Like I'm flexible. And there are people out there that will, will be flexible too. Like I'm a team player. And if I fall in love with somebody or I really care for somebody, like I just know whatever's meant to be will be. And so I'm just enjoying getting to know this person. Um, he is in cybersecurity. And so it's a, t- a field that I know nothing about. So we go back and forth, like joking about our fields. Cause, um, Literally, it's kind of nice not to know anything about each other, like each other's fields. Um, But he has a lot of goals and it's very attractive to me. You know, I always say, write the list down and become the list. Well, I've worked very hard to become the list. And then after my last Reiki session, she said, did you meet somebody? And I was like, I did. And she's like, you know why you did? And I was like, no. And she's like, because you created space for that. And I was like, wow, this is so true. If you guys saw me this summer, I was running around like a psycho. There was no time to meet anybody. Um but things happen in the time that they should. And when you align with yourself, you align with the right people as well. So think about that. And remember too, when you're meeting somebody, if you feel like you're putting a mask on to show up as a different person, uh, that's not the person for you. 
because who you are always wins. So show up as you. And if you find yourself changing things about yourself, uh, be very, very careful. It's kind of like pain. It sends us a signal. It makes you pay attention, right? Same thing with wearing masks. It makes you pay attention and it should. Um, The honeymoon phase comes and goes, right? But having gratitude for everything happening in your life allows you to see the whole story, allows you to not judge the moment, right? Accept the situation, whatever comes of it. If nothing comes of it, that's fine. That's totally fine. I put myself out there. I, I was vulnerable. I love this for me. It's all, it's all launching me into the next level of my life. And that's how you have to think about things. Often we look at our lives as a collection of unrelated events. Like, I don't know how me wanting to be a public speaker has to do with me teaching ultrasound at a college, has to do with me being a bodybuilder, has to do with me being divorced. It all is connected. Life is not unrelated. So try seeing your life as this single, long, continuous story, not disconnected pieces. I mean, when you're hired for a job, take a moment to reflect on all the jobs you lost or weren't hired for or you had failed interviews. They led you to this moment. Same thing with relationships. Think of them as necessary challenges along the way. That's how I'm thinking of this COVID I'm going through right now, this infertility I'm going through right now, this new relationship. You know, if I wouldn't have been divorced, I wouldn't have met him. Because the more we stop segmenting our experiences, thinking that they're unrelated, the more we can gain perspective. And this perspective helps us deal with fear. Okay. And I say this because I was thinking the other day, I was like, wow, I'm only 32 and I've done a lot. I have a bachelor's degree. I've worked as a sonographer for 10 years. I've taught ultrasound at a college, lived in 10 states, worked in 20 medical facilities, started my own business, worked as a personal trainer, became a nutrition and hormone coach, backpacked Europe solo, traveled to 11 countries, bought a home, became a landlord. Y'all, you can do anything you want. But this whole message I'm sending, like life isn't a collection of unrelated events, is is told in my story right here. My one-year plan in February, I'm going to become an author. I'm going to be on my first medical mission to Nigeria. By March, I'm going to travel to Tokyo, another country. By April, I'm going to begin my four-year journey to becoming a naturopathic doctor and changing the world. It's not unrelated. I will be a speaker across this world talking about my journey, sharing how if you're grounded in uncertainty and you have a safe place to fall apart, you can show up in life just as you are. There is nobody like you, and I will forever say that. And everything that's happening right now is happening for you, not to you. And I didn't list all of these things in my life that I've achieved for any other reason besides to tell you that you're not promised tomorrow. So the biggest risk you can take is playing it safe today. Don't play it safe. Don't play it small. That's when we get to the end of our life and we have regrets. So remember this. Life isn't a collection of unrelated events. And there are two ways you can build your life. On quicksand or on a rock. Quicksand looks like a pendulum. You're happy or sad. You're winning or losing. A rock looks like an unwavering sense of inner joy and gratitude, regardless of what happens outside of you. And that sort of life requires a lot of awareness and healing. So walk in gratitude. We teach what we want to learn. Become the teacher of your life. Become the storyteller of your life. Show up just as you are. The world needs you. I love you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope life is unfolding in every way possible for you because you deserve it. But don't wait. I'm here for you. 
here for you if you need anything at all. Otherwise, thanks for listening to my COVID manly voice. Have a beautiful day. Drink your water, eat your veggies, smile.